Welcome to the official Jets podcast. We are presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen alongside Leger Duzable. So great to see you again. Oh, yeah. Lots to get to. Where do you want to start? Uh, I mean, there's so many things to get to. We could, you know, talk about Denver. We can take it back to this past weekend's game versus the Patriots. Um, I think we got to start with the quarterback, right? Uh, I guess we have to, <laughs> huh? I mean, so that's, Zach, that's what everybody wants to hear. So, Zach Wilson, yeah. so good down the stretch against Carolina, 14 of 21, I believe, in the second half with the two scoring passes. A um, lot of expectations for the home opener against the Patriots. Four interceptions and in yeah. all. You're a big tape guy. Yeah. So when you go back and you looked at all those, what did you see from the quarterback overall? To me, he was pressing, right? He started slow and the offense started slow in the first half versus Carolina. So he wanted to come out and make some big time throws. And the first throw actually was a pretty good throw. It was a good read. It was cover one. Um, Corey Davis came across on this you know, dig route. Uh, JC Jackson just made a hell of a play. He got his hand back on the ball. And you know how the saying goes, tips and overthrows, got to get those. The safety was in position to make the interception. Uh, but the second play on, on the bootleg, he has EJ Moore wide open in the flat for a seven to eight yard gain. Um, not a sexy throw, right? Right. But he tries to force the ball down the field. And it's a, it's a throw that Corey Davis, the player that he is, should make. It was a little high, a little hot. But right there, just take the easy completion. You had just thrown a pick on your first pass play. Like, take the easy completion. Get, you know, get the second and two, third and two, and, and stay ahead of the sticks. And on the on the third interception, um, it was man coverage again, J.C. Jackson. And, and this is what Zach Wilson has to realize. Like, when you're a rookie quarterback, you have to know your personnel, right? He's the one of the few guys in that secondary that can hurt you. I think Jackson right? had, what, 14 interceptions in 2019, 2020 the combined? In interceptions. Yeah. So you have to know your personnel, yeah. right? That's a long throw from one hash to the outside numbers to E.J. Moore on that out route. Um, it's man coverage, but like you just got to know your personnel. Like stay away from that guy, especially on third down. You know, stay stay away from him. And then the fourth one, um, I think he was just trying to throw himself back into the game. I mean, it was second and twenty eight, cover two defense, two high safety look. You really can't tell if he was going to EJ Moore or Corey Davis there. And I think he was literally just trying to make a big time throw. And to me, he just processed the game slow. And I think he was pressing, trying to rely on his arm strength a, a little bit too much. And it was because of the slow start they had versus Carolina. But watching the tape, all these things are fixable. Like the first throw, that was just a good play by the defensive back. But the next three picks, like you have to realize, like in certain coverages, give with, take what the defense is giving you. And then sometimes it's all right to punt the ball. Like you're in second and 28. The chances of you picking up the first down and you never want to quit on a drive, but they're slim to none in the NFL. Like, guys are going to play deep to short there. They're going to play the sticks. Just, you know, if you have to throw it away, throw it away and punt and survive and live to play another day. Like, just don't throw it up. So, I think there's a difference between somebody pressing and then also somebody trying for that electrifying yeah. play to get the crowd in the game. What did you think it was from Wilson? Because the game was never – such a wide gap that the Jets balance. are totally out of it. I yeah. mean, you're talking about he had two interceptions there early. It's 10-3, exactly. that third interception. I think it was a bit of both, right? Because of how the offense started last week versus Carolina, he wanted to come out, make some big-time throws. Like you said, get the crowd probably into it, get yeah. it excited. And he just wanted the offense to start fast. But sometimes having the offense start fast is running the ball effectively, taking the underneath route, staying ahead of the chains. 
being in second and five, being in second and four, being in third and four, like that's starting fast. Sometimes you just have to matriculate the ball down the defense. One thing we know about Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they're not going to beat themselves and they're not going to have busted coverage. So guys aren't going to just be wide open. So you literally have to take what the defense is giving you. Don't try to force the action too early. Let the game come to you. So I think that was a little bit of, of him trying to make a big play to try to get the offense going a little early. But also after like the first two picks, him pressing into the game, like trying to, to make up for those interceptions early in the game. We're going to have a deep dive on Jets Broncos Sunday afternoon. Broncos off to a 2-0 and start. But let's continue to talk about what has happened in the past here and some things that you can hang your hat on. Yeah. What do you like most from what you're seeing? Yes, the quarterback can't turn the ball over. No yep. quarterback in the NFL can turn it over four times and going to win the game. Yeah, you, but you, you rush for more than 150 <laughs> yards. The young secondary has held up quite well. Played really well. Yeah, really well. in the first two weeks. The defense has given you a shot to win the game. They're getting off the field on third down. That's something that you know better than anybody. Mm. That Salah preaches you got to win on third down. The Jets are getting off the field yeah. on third down. They gave up 260 yards last week. C.J. Mosley? If They're anybody had any questions about C.J. Mosley, he's back. Baby. He's back. He's back. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, definitely, let's, let's start on the offensive side of okay. the ball first, EA. The offensive line, right, there was a lot going into it about how this offensive line would gel. Um, guys wanted them to step up, and rightfully so, because of the first half of how they played versus Carolina. And they showed up, and they showed up bright. Yeah, the, the sex numbers are skewed at the end of the game. Um, you know, defensive linemen are teeing off. I believe Zach Wilson held on to the ball a little bit too long. At so the end four of the game. sacks, yeah. Protection yeah, was better, right? So the protection was good. I, like that, that's misleading the sack numbers at the end because I believe like three, three of the four happened literally at the end of the game on like either the last drive or the second to last drive when the game was already out of balance. So and then being able to run the ball and, and we stated this on the podcast last week. We were playing a three-four team. You got three big defensive linemen. Like the zone scheme works perfectly because those big guys don't want to run east and west. Mm -hmm. And the offensive line did a really good job. Uh, Connor uh, McGovern did a good job. Morgan Moses cutting guys off. Fant on the backside cutting guys off. And then getting to the second level, getting to those linebackers. And then Ty Johnson and Michael Carter just running physical. And even Tevin Coleman at times, just one cut getting out here running physical. That's what you can hang your hat on. That's what this offense is predicated off of. It's predicated off of you running the ball effectively in the zone. And off of that, running the bootleg off of that, running play-action pass off of that. So hanging your hat on the offensive line, protecting better, gelling more as the season goes on because these are going to be the same starting five guys, hopefully for the next, what, at least eight weeks, probably right. six to eight weeks until Makai Becton comes back. And then the running back's running hard. Like, you can hang your hat on that. Like Zach, And that's what Zach Wilson needs to lean on. Lean on this offensive veteran line besides, you know, Vera Tucker being the rookie. Lean on this offensive line. Lean on that run game, man, because when you're in second – and third and manageable it makes the game so much easier at the quarterback. Like if you look at adversely what Beck Jones did, like Zach Wilson still threw for more yards than him, which is crazy, right? Was better than him on third down, which is still crazy. But you know the turnovers hurt you, and it's because Mac Jones, he was all right with taking sacks. Like he wasn't gonna you know compromise the offense by throwing a pass he knew that could potentially get picked off. Like sometimes you just have to play a boring brand of football. And, you know, and it's all right to punt the ball sometimes, but I really have to give a kudos to the offensive line for, for you know, they got called out last week, and they stepped up, stepped up big, and then the running back's running hard. But You mentioned Vera Tucker. Yeah. Did, did, you, did you see the improvement from week one to week two? Definitely. And, and definitely. then Morgan Moses, you mentioned him before too. The book on him always has been, it's a very good run blocker. Yeah, for sure, and, and he's always available, right? Yep. The guy's <laughs> been healthy his whole, 
whole career always suiting up and hasn't really missed any games. But Vera Tucker definitely took a step from week one to week two, and that's usually the biggest improvement you see, especially in young guys, is from week one to week two. And then if you put it in a year basis, usually from year one to year two is when you see the most improvement. So he's going to get better and better uh, again. Missed a lot of training camp, didn't get any preseason reps. So the game reps are going to help him get better and better. And he did a really good job in the run game. And even protecting yesterday, he did a real solid job. But let's talk about this young defense. I, I love the enthusiasm and the energy that they play. Like, they've literally taken on the mantra from their head coach, all gas, no breaks. And you talked about it, C.J. Mosley. Like, people would thought this guy was done. And I remember <laughs> being at the green and white scrimmage and some fans were heckling him. And can we get more than one, you know, one half out of you this year? Yeah. He was like, well, don't forget, I'm a dog. Yeah, I and he played I think, like a true dog yesterday. I think he threw an F in there. Uh, <laughs> an F in there. You dog. know, I was, you know, this podcast, I don't know what we can and cannot say, so I'm going to just keep it PG right now. But okay. yeah, that's what he threw in there. And he played like one yesterday. If you Some of those screen plays, like if C.J. Mosley don't make those in open field splitting, the offensive line that has got out on the screen, if he don't make some of those plays, they go for explosive runs. Like, this guy was all over the field yesterday, and it reminded me of the C.J. Mosley that the Jets signed before the 2019 season, the guy that we saw in Baltimore for all those years dominating in the run game. And then even in the pass game, his coverage was, was amazing yesterday. So mm. kudos to him. I'm glad to see him back playing playing a game that he loves and playing at a high level. But Your this, guy, John Franklin Myers, two sacks on the season. This defensive line, right? man. Let's, it, let's, it, let's give them some love. It, it, it has Quinter, not been talked about enough. Quinnen Williams, Sheldon Rankins on the inside. Fuller runs of All he does is manhandle dudes this, up front. <laughs> and, and I think that's that's literally swept up under the rug. Like What Foley does mm. as far as pushing the pocket helps John Franklin Myers, helps Sheldon Rankins, because there's many occasions just on Sunday where – where Mac Jones couldn't step up in the pocket. And if you have defensive tackles, and this is this is my biggest thing, if you have a group of defensive tackles that can push the pocket where quarterbacks can't step up, and that's why Carl Lawson was going to be so big this year because when he was at Cincinnati, they didn't have that rotation of defensive tackles. So, like, when he would get around the edge, quarterback was just stepping step up, up and throwing the ball. Well, with this defensive tackle group and Foley, man, his pass rush ability is, is – I would say it's taken such a leap from the last two years to where it is this year. Like, this this guy is a guy that you have to put out there on third down just because you said it. He manhandles centers and, and puts them in the lap of the quarterback, and that helps a guy like John Franklin Meyer. That, that helps Sheldon Rakes. And, and then people aren't talking about Bryce. Bryce Huff, the way he was coming off the edge yesterday, watch out. And that was Him and John Franklin Myers were my two dark horse guys to be superstars on this defense. Well, you love Franklin Myers like, Frank, because you can shift him inside, right? And, and then you put Huff outside the, the thing. Like, I think I love him so much because that's what I did when I was yeah. here. I played on the outside and then on third down I kicked inside. Yeah. And, and John Franklin Myers is the most versatile guy the Jets have. His hand usage has just immensely gotten better from the last two years. And his just first step quickness is, 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 is out of this world. And Losing Carl Lawson was major, right? But John Franklin Myers has picked up the slack. Like, Foley has picked up the slack. Bryce Huff is – and I just love the way this defense plays. And we haven't even gotten to the young secondary. No. Right. Bryce Hall, Brandon Eccles, like, everybody thought they were going to be a liability on the outside. They've been a strength on this defense. Like, they've played technically sound de uh, defense. And a lot of times in man coverage, right? And the last out of the last two weeks, Carolina's receiving core is probably better than – New England for sure, and yep. Carolina still even you know Denver's got you know you know uh, Cortland Sutton, and they also got Noah Fan, but I would say you know Carolina's receiving core is still better than Denver's receiving core, especially with Judy being out. Mm. Um, so like this young defense and Michael Carter 
and 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 javelin geardry they they just make plays like and you see why Salah was so excited about these young guys were when everybody had question marks well everybody was i even had question marks but the way these guys have played man it's it's inspiring everybody was killing the jets for not signing a veteran veteran, cornerback and Salah just stayed steady throughout and said we put this investment in these young guys we believe in them Hey, there's gonna be bumps along the way. Yeah, but so far, so good. But th- that's the thing about Salah—he's been down this road before. Like mm-hmm. when I was with him in San Fran, like there's been so many injuries in the secondary, and there'll be young guys that have to step up and play, and they'll play at a high level. And it's because they trust in the technique, they co- they trust in the coaching staff, and they believe in the mantra that that Salah really preaches, which is all gas, no break. So they go out there and they play fearless. And at a corner, you have to be fearless because you might give up some plays, but. You have to forget those plays and move on and, and continue to play at a high level. All those dudes can run, too. Or Bryce yeah. Hall is more of your prototypical big guy, can put his hands on you, yeah. a physical player. I know something that you can attest to is that Salah wants his secondary to be very physical. Oh, yeah. Brandon Eccles gets, gets off in there all the time. I love how he gets in the run game. I love how he comes down <laughs> in the run. Like, when you have a corner, especially playing defensive end, like when you have a corner and say – they block down on me with the tight end, and you have to run replace because now you're the, the edge of the defense. When you have a corner that's willing to come up and, and lay something on the run, like, I love that as a defensive end. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, that's one-on-one with a running back, not in the open, open field, but, like, most corners would turn that down. But Brandon Eccles and, and Bryce Hall, they've come and run support, and they've they've got you – know, they, they fit it up in there. Like, like not just going around the ankles, like, they – Form tackle, like I love it. Like these guys compete and they play hard, and I just, I just love it. And, and part of it is because when you're young, you don't know any better, right? And yeah. that's the good thing when you're playing with young players. They're gonna go out there and compete because they don't know any better. Like that's all they know. They're coming from college, so you have to get it how you live. Like, go out there, compete, play hard, and and you stated it. Like a lot of these young corners, they can run. Like Geardry, can run. Michael Carter can run. Um, Brandon Nichols is a guy that can run. He's so, a sub four four guy. Yeah, so a, these a, guys a can run. Yeah, hundred percent. So these are run hit guys, and that's and that's what Solid wants on his defense. Uh, the official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen with my teammate here, Leger Duzabol. You mentioned Michael Carter before. Let's yeah. go back to the offensive side of the ball. The other Michael My, Carter. The other Michael Carter <laughs> taking in the fourth like round that meme, out of North Spider-Man Carolina. Meme. There you point go. at you, point at me. That's right. <laughs> he was the most explosive back yeah. as far as rushing the football in college football last season at North Carolina. Um, man, I really like his explosion. You mentioned the run game. Kind of went under the radar. Yeah, you go 150, but it wasn't just like – Three, five, oh, no, seven. It was, it was like you, eight, 10, 11. You had four guys with 10-plus yard carries. Yeah. Uh, Tevin went for a 17-yard carry, as did Ty Johnson. Michael Carter had a 14-yard carry. And the other thing about the athletic quarterback is that he can scramble at times. Exactly. He had a 10-yard carry. But what's so different about Carter? Because he seems like such a shifty guy in open field, yeah. but he's strong but, as hell. But that's that's <laughs> what I didn't realize, right? When I was watching his film, like, Javante Williams was the big bruiser at North Carolina. Like, but Michael Carter runs with physicality. Like, I didn't see that in his game until, until Sunday. Like, this guy was breaking tackles. There was one play where I think he caught the ball in the flat. It might have been short of the first down. And I was getting mad. I'm like, just cut it upfield. But then he shakes off two defenders, gets an extra, like, seven yards. So 
this guy, the way he ran with physicality, like we know he's shifty, right? And he's a, he's a good running back for the system because he can get one, one cut, get downhill, and make plays in the open field. And Ty Johnson, to me, was bred for this system because that's his running style anyway. And we know Tevin Coleman's history, playing in Atlanta, playing in San Fran. He's played in the system before. But I just like the physicality that Michael Carter ran with. Like, I didn't know he had that in his bag. And I'm glad he has it in his bag. Because sometimes when guys are smaller, stature, they rely on their shiftiness too much. Sometimes you got to fit it up in there, EA, right. and run physical. And that's what he did yesterday. And I loved it. And just to put this into perspective, all three running backs averaged over four yards of carry. Mm -hmm. Like, you can win football games if all three of your running backs average over four yards of carry and there's no drop-off. That's what I'm excited about. A number of things here, but – the plays, the play on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Oh, yeah. That's Jets played very that's well against the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, bottom line is, you know, and listen, we knew Zach Wilson was going to have ups and ups downs. Ups and downs, for sure. Big time down, disappointing here in the home opener against the Patriots, but a lot of season left to be played. Still and, 15 games yeah, left. It's yeah, still early 15 in the season. games to be played. We're going to be talking about the Broncos game, but what do you make of the AFC so far this season? 11 teams, 1-1. One one. You have two teams that are 2-0. and oh. We're going to talk about the aforementioned Broncos a little bit more. Yeah. The Raiders have surprised everybody. And then They're two teams, or, or three teams, 0-2 oh in the Jaguars, the Colts, and, of course, the Jets. Yeah, and that's the, the competitiveness in the AFC, right? If you look at it, the Sunday night game, the Ravens versus Kansas City, like that was a thrill. I don't think we've had a Monday or Sunday night game or even a Thursday night game that hasn't been thrilling. Like that's why you love NFL. Like you think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to kick a field goal to win the game, mm -hmm. and then, you know, Jason Owen makes a, a hell of a play, stripping the running back um, of the ball and, and recovering it. And then Lamar Jackson and his team goes on the field. Kansas City finally shows up on defenses and almost gets a three and out. And then John Harbaugh goes out into the field. Hey, Lamar, you want to go for it? And, oh, my God, like, I, that brought chills, chills to me. Like, when a coach trusts in his player that much to ask him because he knew what the answer was going to be because they had that similar situation in Seattle a few years ago, and they went for it and ended up winning the game. And to be able to trust a player like Lamar Jackson on your side of the field, if you don't get this, you already practically put, you know, Buckner in field goal range for Kansas City to win the game. But to trust that O-line, trust Lamar Jackson, and you know nobody else – in the building was touching that ball. But Lamar Jackson on that fourth and one, for him to, you know, cut up in there on that power play and get that first down, man. It, great you play to design. win the game. Against Kansas City, you, you, have, you to. have to go for that. Because yes. if you give the ball to Patrick Mahomes with 50 seconds left. You might as well put up the white flag. It's over with. <laughs> it's over with. They're going to they're gonna march the ball down the field some way, somehow. And Buckner's going to be a hero again and kick a field goal to yeah. win. So, like, I love, the, I love the play call by Harbaugh going for it on fourth down. Even though if you're on your side of the 50, like you cannot give the ball back to Mahomes there. So, and then and then the game last night, everybody had kind of said that you know the Packers may have been washed. Aaron Rodgers missed too much time, and we knew he was going to get. Yeah, back, come right? on. Like, yeah, he missed a lot of time, so it's going to take a while for this this offense to start gelling again. But he did a great job of, of you know taking what the defense gave him yesterday. They ran the ball really effectively with with A. Jones. He was he was a monster out there yesterday. Four touchdowns, and when you're in that too high safety look, like you have to run the ball, and then. You got to throw, you know, quick screens and, and to get them out of that. And that's what they did. He matriculated the ball up and down the field. You know, every once in a while, you know, Aaron Rodgers liked to play action and take that shot down the field. But you can only do what the defense is giving you. And he showed 
why he was the MVP last year, right? Matriculating the ball down the field, running the ball effectively. We're going to we're gonna take what the defense is giving us. We're not going to press and try to throw the ball down the field if we don't have to. So it's it's just been a great first two weeks. It of, has. Of How good is period. the AFC West? Because the Jets are Man. matching up with the Broncos here. But you got the Broncos who are 2-0. and You got the Chiefs who have appeared in the last two Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, an offensive juggernaut. You got Raiders, the Raiders who undefeated. are 2-0. Two, two and, all. and the and Chargers then, have one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best young quarterback in the <laughs> NFL, Justin Herbert. And they should actually won. If it wasn't for a taunting penalty, they, they might have beat the Cowboys too. So you're looking at three teams, and Kansas City lost at the end of the game. All four of those teams could practically be undefeated right now. And, and we knew that was probably the strongest division, maybe them or the NFC West mm-hmm. in, in football, the two West sides being the best in, in football. But <laughs> – but this 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 AFC West is, is is a juggernaut, and I'm just glad that people are starting to finally respect Derek Carr. Like I've been saying it for years, like the record isn't indicative of how well this guy has been playing. Like their defense has just been downright horrible the last few years, and they've seen like they finally turned the corner of, of getting some piece, pe- people there. You know, Yannick Ngakwe is there, and we already we already know what what Crosby can do with the Crosby's all over the place. He's a he's a beast. So that young secondary seems like it's finally starting to come together a little bit. But what Derek Carr has done through the first two weeks of the season is just magical. And I'm glad people are starting to finally see how good of a player this is. To me, he's the most underappreciated player in the NFL. Uh, well said. I think for years people have been looking to get Derek Carr elsewhere. They've been trying to replace Where, him guys, since he's got there. Like, uh, it's crazy. All he is is a productive, very good quarterback in the NFL, so they're off to a great start. Guess what? What's up? We're getting Morgan Moses right hey, now. Hey, I love it. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $500 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Without further ado, let's bring in Jets tackle Morgan Moses. Morgan, it's great to finally actually talk to you. (laughs) How you guys doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Uh, we're doing quite well. Listen, before we start talking football, I got to say I'm quite jealous of you. You built a gym in your home in Virginia. Is that accurate? Uh, that is right. That's right. You know, just uh, it came in perfect timing, you know, especially going into the quarantine and the COVID life. Um, so I, I had a gym to work out. Uh, well, hey, you got to break it down for us. <laughs> what was it equipped with? What does it look like? Uh, dude, it was, uh, had everything, man. Um, I had 15 yards of turf so I can do like my change in direction and pass protection things. Um, you know, I had cold tub in there, sauna, steam room, uh, just about everything. Boy, got a whole LA fitness in this house, don't he? Uh, uh, I love it. No no more bomberitos, huh? (laughs) Hey, Morgan, let's, let's go back to before you signed with the Jets. Like what went into your decision? Because uh, you, I know you were asked. I think by Washington, well, let go by Washington really late in the process when it comes to free agency. What went into the process of you deciding to come to, to the Jets? Um, you know, just first of all, you know, it was just a, you know, last last minute decision, just, you know, getting released and, um, um, you know, but coming here, you know, talking to Joe, Joe Douglas, talking to, you know, the, the coordinators, the coaches and things like that, man. Um, you know, they just had the right recipe, um, 
of something that I wanted to be a part of, man. You know, uh, they, you know, for off the first thing they told me, you know, they want to win up front offense and defensive line. And uh, being an offensive lineman, man, you can't ask for anything uh, more than that, man, because you know you're going to get the best look um, throughout the week in practice, and th those guys are going to show up on Sundays as well. A lot of Virginia connections up there on that offensive line. You know, Makai Becton, of course, yourself. And you just mentioned Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas played offensive line at Richmond way back in the day. Did you have an instant connection with him? Uh, definitely, you know, and just being a part of something that everybody's aligned with, you know, um, you know, the verbiage that they speak to us about, you know, being a, a winning organization and turning this thing around. It's just not one person saying that, you know, it's it's from the top to the bottom. And uh, when everything aligns like that, man, the, the sky's the limit. Let's go back to Sunday's game um, after the Carolina game. You know, the offensive line was sort of called out for the, the first half performance. But you guys responded well. We're able to run the ball effectively. How has it been trying to gel with the offensive line now that, you know, you and, and Fant will be the tackles for the foreseeable future, at least for the, the next eight weeks? Uh, you know, the biggest thing is communication. You know, I played a lot of football, and a lot of the guys on the offensive line has, has played a lot of football. Um, but a lot of guys are new, you know. Um, you know, I know talking to George last year, you know, talking to George, you know, he went through an injury spell last year. Um, so, so did GVR. So, you know, although these guys have been here last year, it's not a lot of football games that have been played together. And, you know, um, you know as we, we both know, man, as, a, as an offensive line and defensive lineman, um, communication is, is key on the offensive line. So just being able to bring that veteran mentality to the offensive line um, and communicating, I think that's what you saw Sunday on the communication of running the ball on Sunday against the, the Patriots is uh, the communication was there. How unique is that bond with you and George? You guys were competing for that right tackle spot throughout training camp, and then Big Beck goes down and George moves over to the left side. But it didn't matter what actually happened because you guys continued to be so positive towards each other. And I think sometimes that's rare in professional sports. Well, I think the biggest thing is that brotherhood that you that you bond, you know, throughout the NFL, you know, being a community of his own. Um, but also, you know, me and George in the previous year, uh, you know, training at Bomberito. Yep. So I, obviously I've known him through the process of him being in Seattle and coming to the Jets. And, um, you know, we both have the, the, the same perspective is that we just want to go out there with the best five every week and be able to compete. Yeah, and I think that got lost. A lot of people didn't realize that. I mean, I knew that because I was training with these guys. But for the last two or three years, like these guys were giving each other's tips mm -hmm. in the offseason while they were training at Bomberito's. Uh, talking about Sunday's game, when you have a young quarterback who goes out there and throws four picks, you're a veteran guy who's played a lot of football. Like, what do you do as a veteran to keep this guy up? Like, what, what were you guys telling him on the sideline? Man, I think the biggest thing through my career um, is that I've probably averaged four quarterbacks a year, um, <laughs> which is probably not a good thing. So, you know, I've seen <laughs> – but but like like you said, being a veteran, you see you kind of see everything, and so that it's valuable, you know, when a fire is lit, that you have a veteran presence out there to calm that fire down. You know, I think the biggest thing is that even through all the turnovers that we had throughout the week, uh, last week, we continue to run the ball. We can still that we still communicated, and that's what you want. You know, when when the, when things are going not how you, you you're supposed to go. And how you think they're supposed to go is just having veteran leadership out there to, to to push that forward. And I think that's what you're starting to see now is the veteran presence in the offense is starting to take place. And also as a veteran guy, like 
what are you looking for in Zach Wilson and how he responds? Like, is there something specifically you want him to respond to as far as, you know, having not such a good game last week? I, you know, I think the key is like, you know, every everybody everybody's talented in this league. You're going to go against like, you know, just like we went through a, a great defense this week. We got another great defense coming up this week against, uh, you know, Denver. Um, so the key is just to not make the same mistakes. And I think he has that pedigree um, of the want to, to get better. So, um, you know, I think the, the guy is phenomenal talent. I think he has a ph phenomenal leader and I think he's a phenomenal football player just because you see the things and the detailing that he does throughout the week in practice to get him that step better. What are you seeing up front from the Broncos? I mean, the guy who always first catches your eye when you think about the Broncos is Von Miller, uh, yep. iconic pass rusher there in Denver. But uh, Bradley Chubb might be out of the lineup. Seems like he's banged up. But um, they've gotten it going here early in the season. Oh, no, definitely. They're on the 2-0 and uh, streak right now. And they're. I think this is our first home game. So, you know, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, detailing them up. You know, I know they have a great defense, but they can be exposed at times as well. You know, Von Miller is coming off, um, you know, incredible years. Man, I've trained with him in Bomberitos as well. Um, mm -hmm. He's a phenomenal football player. And, um, you know, so is Bradley Chubb. So I think the difference the difference now is that he has somebody on the other side um, that they can push that pocket. So um, the thing is, is just to come out there and prepare. We got to run the ball. Um, but we're, going, we're on the road. So it's, it's vital for us to get a, a road win. Talking about playing, have, I'm not sure if you've ever actually played in Denver, but you know the air is a little thin up there. Is there any extra preparation that needs to be done to get you guys ready to go this Sunday? Oh uh, man, I've already started. Man, I got my little my little mask, um, my mask that I'm aware uh, throughout practice this week, and um, and try to simulate things as, as much as possible. But at the end of the day, you know, when it's Sunday and it's rolling and that drilling is pumping, um, you know, hopefully that won't be an issue. How important? for the offense is it to start fast because you know the last two two games that you guys haven't started this fast on offense and the defense has actually played really well and it kept the game close so is this something that you guys have discussed maybe starting faster this week but within the offense i think you know as a veteran you know you you look at the word of complimentary football and that's what we have to play um you know our defense is playing lights out man uh, mm -hmm. well enough for us to win two games um, and our special teams are, are playing great as well. So we have to find that that niche in our offense where, you know, we can stay on the field um, longer to sustain drives so our defense is fresh knowing that, you know, they're, they're the thing that's hot right now and just being able to find ways to move the ball down the field. How was that communication and the trust uh, last week against the Patriots? How can you move that forward? Because that's what you, all you guys pointed to that, hey, we got to count on each other up front. And people were talking about the Patriots attacking protections. Well, I thought you held up pretty well in protection, but the run game got so much on track, more than 150 yards. And I bet you guys who are a prideful group probably thought you should have had more. You know, I, I, when you look at the film, man, you look, you say, man, we left some we left some yards out there. But, um, you know, going into week three now, you know, we, we got a chance to, to perfect our, our offense schemes you know uh you know whatever coach has for us the the detail and um just go out there and play you know get faster you know the faster we we run this offense the better it is um and we have a lot of playmakers as you know so we just got to get the ball into their hands and and just sustain drives what do you like most about this scheme uh just running off the ball man you know i think when you when you look at our running backs that that, that ran the ball this past week you know t cove uh, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, um, it's a three-headed monster back there. So 
I'm looking forward to, to see, see them boys run this week. Hey, listen, uh, you're going to try to spoil the Broncos home opener, but I just wanted to get your reaction as far as Jets fans. They didn't get the result they wanted in week one, but you being here and then embracing the fan base. Man, I think, uh, dude, this is like my first, that was my first home game, you know, uh, as a Jet and just being able to come out that tunnel. Uh, dude, it was, it's, man, it was amazing, man. Those, I, I mean, I appreciate the fans, man. I appreciate the diehard fans. I appreciate, I appreciate the, the Jets, Jets, Jets calls. Um, <laughs> man, it's, it's, it's amazing, man. I'm looking forward to it again. Uh, Morgan, we appreciate your time very much, and I'm looking forward to my invite to the gym. Yep. <laughs> Anytime, man. I got you. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. The official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen alongside Leger Doosable. We just heard from Morgan Moses. Really impressive guy. Yeah, a sure. character with character, I would say. Yeah, definitely. It's good to always bring in a good veteran guy that's played a lot of football, that's made, I want to say, what, like 60 consecutive starts or something like that? He barely yeah. misses any game, so... To have a guy like that on offensive line when you have a rookie quarterback is, is, is monumental for this team. I'll tell you what, you didn't know how the line would respond after a shaky opener in week one and then getting a diagnosis on Becton. Yeah. They responded. So it, yeah. that's a big thing. They're going to be needed to even step up their game even more in Denver because you cannot get into third and long okay. in that situation <laughs> in front of that fan base against Von Miller and company. Yeah, they definitely have to run the ball effectively. And you heard Morgan Moses talk about that. Uh, the three-headed monster <laughs> at running back this past week ran really well. If you look at Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman, and Michael Carter, um, they're going to have to run the ball, stay ahead of the sticks, be in second and five, second and four, third and four. Because you don't want a guy like Von Miller teeing off. I believe he already has three sacks already in this young he season. Does. Seems like he's back to himself. And the thing that's really impressed me coming off that injury that he has is his explosiveness and then the way he plays with power. Like, he was beating up those Jacksonville offensive tackles with speed to power and the long arm and coming off inside and getting sacks. So this guy is back to playing premium Von Miller football, and we don't know if Bradley Chubb is going to play or not, but I think uh, you read a stat to me that was actually really cool. Like, I guess those two together have combined for I won, over 30 sacks in only like 21 games, yes. or something, which is – Astronomical. But Malik Reed, who is his backup, Chubb, yeah. he had like eight and a half sacks he, last year. He played really well. <laughs> this is the guy, if they ever drop a guy, he usually does the dropping in their system and Von rushes. Okay. But this is a guy that can get after the quarterback as well. So you love the secondary too, don't you? The because the, the safety position, yeah. you got Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson, who used to be a cornerback. Correct me if I'm wrong yeah, there. You got exactly. Kyle Fuller on the outside. No Darby, so you catch a break there. But yeah. Pat Sertan comes up with an interception last week. And this actually might be the best secondary they play all year long. Mm. And I'm not just saying that. It's just because it's the players that you talked about. Like, Simmons is a pro bowler, perennial all-pro guy. This guy can play in the box, can play deep, has great ball skills, 
he's just around the ball. And Kareem Jackson, you're right, started as a corner, so you know he has covering skills. Hmm. But he's become more of a physical presence at safety. Like, he comes downhill and lets you know he's there. He will hit you. And then, you know, Patrick Sertan, you know, got picked on a little bit in that first half, but showed up well in the second half, had an interception. And he he has, you know, the, the lineage and also the skill set to be a really good corner. And it's like, and we knew what Kyle Fuller can do. So he's he's a good player. Yes, Darby will be out, so there'll be a corner short. But those four guys can all go man coverage, and that's what Vic Vangio will do. He will go man coverage. He will disguise, right? They'll show cover two, cover three, but at the snap, it'll be man coverage. So Zach Wilson has to realize what he sees pre-snap is not what he's going to see post-snap. Is this Broncos team quickly, get your thoughts on this, going to push <laughs> – for a playoff berth in the AFC, which is uh, when you really look at the AFC West, and we just talked about yeah. it before we spoke to Morgan, it's loaded. Uh, Denver took care of business on the road against a Giants team that endured early season struggles <laughs> yeah. and against a Jacksonville team that's had struggles too. Yeah, <laughs> they might have a lot of struggles throughout the season. Yeah, so, I mean, but you can't complain about who's on the schedule, right? Yeah, you play you're the right. teams that are on the schedule, and, and they're, they're 2 0, so they are what their record says they are. And, the team I've probably been most impressed with out of that, that West is the Raiders. Like, again, we talked about it before talking to Moses that Derek Carr has not gotten the respect due. And he's shown in, in a tight game, in a, the first Monday night game versus Lamar Jackson, being able to throw, you know, off his back foot, throw to Zay Jones, Zay Jones on a crossing route to, to end the game for a touchdowns. And his rapport with, you know, Darren Waller, everybody knows about it. I believe Darren Waller had 15 targets in the first game which is crazy for a tight end to get that many targets. So he's done a good job of, of, of always putting them in the right positions. Now, their defense has struggled the last few years, but they've tried to, you know, remedy some of that by bringing in certain free agents like Yannick Ngakwe. Mm -hmm. And we know Crosby on the other side is, is a ball, ball player. And, and, and Nesby made a big play on that sack fumble to get them in field goal range, but ultimately they scored a touchdown anyway. So they have playmakers. You know, John Abram is their young safety they're trying to bring along. They have young players. And – the one thing I do like is they didn't compound a mistake. Like Keelan Farrell is not one of their top three defensive ends, so he's inactive. Right. Even though he was a top five pick, a lot of guys would have been trying to force him out there, but they've done a good job not compounding a mistake that they made in the draft and playing the players that deserve to be on the so, field. So Deucible's high in the Raiders, so, but the Jets this week, yeah. um, you love what they're doing defensively. What are they going to see from the Broncos? Teddy Bridgewater so yeah. efficient so far this season, a former Jet quarterback, of course. You got Javante Williams, Michael Carter's former college roommate in the backfield alongside Melvin Gordon, Noah yeah. Fan at the tight end position. Courtney Sutton same. got off last week. Jerry Judy out of the lineup, so you catch a break there. Uh, K.J. Hamler, former Penn State star, um, out there on the outside. And, um, Tim Patrick Tim is a Patrick. good player, Yeah, too. yeah. So yeah. Uh, what are you seeing? So what, what they're going to do is they're going to run Pat Sherman. He's going to run that zone scheme. And off of that, he's going to run bootleg. And then <laughs> how they take their shots down the field is they run play-action pass and run a lot of crossing patterns. They, they want to get defenses on different levels. They're they hoping that – somebody gets dropped in coverage. And both of Tim Patrick's touchdowns have been in the red zone where he's come across the formation and then at the snap run the crossing route across the formation and in zone coverage, guys have dropped him and he's been wide open twice for two touchdowns. So the thing about Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to be efficient. I think he's completing close to 74% of his passes if wow. not higher, which yep. is ridiculous. But he's going to take his shots on play action pass down the field on inside dig routes to Cortland Sutton and also on, on some of those crossing routes to, to, to K.J. Hamler. And then they're going to try to get Tim Patrick involved in the red zone. But it's going to be 
started in the run game. Like Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, they're going to try to run the ball effectively, run that zone, sometimes run a little power in there, throw some play action pass. And Teddy Bridgewater is not going to beat himself. Like he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to take what the defense gives him, but he's going to try to throw some balls down the field. And with being at mile high, we know the ball travels a little bit further. So he'll definitely try to take some shots with Courtland Sutton because he had a big game last week versus Jacksonville. Uh, big test for the Jets awaits in the Rocky Mountains for Leger Doosable. I'm Eric Allen. We'll see you next week on the pod.